Hello and welcome back to another episode of Bombs Breakdown. Today we're going to go over the El Paso preview with a little bit of the US Open Cup versus Seattle Sounders. As always, we're joined by Dylan. To begin with, we'll go over the Tampa Bay game, which is gone this past weekend. Another 1-0 win at home. Four wins out of four at home. Can't do much better than that. Dylan, what do you make of the Tampa Bay game? Um, It was, uh, I don't know, maybe not a great game. Maybe not the greatest watch, uh, but a win is a win. And as you said, four out of four at home is uh, hard to argue with. And still only one goal conceded uh, in four games. So that's a nice change of pace from previous iterations of this loyal team. Would you say the game this past weekend was our best performance so far this season? Or where would you rank it as far as our other wins? I think probably, yes, I would say it's our best uh, performance, even if to the like casual onlooker it didn't seem that way and you know a one nil scoreline maybe doesn't flatter but uh we were like so close on a lot of things um and again also the defensive midfield did such a wonderful job so um yeah i i do think it is and i i still think that progression is like chipping away you know it's gonna be uh i think it'll be a long one the season as far as progression with the team and i think as long as we're progressing that's what we can really ask for and I know we spoke about last week as far as the rotation goes with the US Open Cup coming up. And I think I, from speaking to you about it, I honestly got a little bit worried going to the game on Sunday, knowing that we were going to rotate the team around, especially after last time with the game versus Louisville last season that didn't quite uh, go to plan. But I think really with the way how we played and the rotation and how it looked kind of highlights how good our depth is this year. And seeing certain players step in, kind of, it doesn't fill me with worries going to the rest of the season. Although, I still think we need another player, um, but I don't think that's coming anytime soon. Um, but kind of, any standouts from the normal guys uh, for you this past weekend too? Um, yeah, well, Camden obviously had a great game, man of the match um, for the locals. Uh, Adrian Perez had a great game in uh, a new role for him at the right wing back. Um, so that was good. Um, and it was great to see, uh, Joe Benny back. Um, he ran things in the midfield and I think he was a big part of why we look so solid there. Um, Charlie had a great game as always. Uh, but yeah, those were, I would say the guys that really stood out to me. Yeah. I mean, also, yeah. I think for me, Camden looked great there. I mean, Duran, I mean, I saw that didn't have to make a single save, but I thought he looked very, very assured at the back. And like you mentioned there too, Perez kind of playing an unfamiliar role for him. But I think he kind of suited her very well, especially being inverted on the right-hand side coming inside too. Um, so it's interesting to see how that kind of develops with him and Moon on, as a wing-backs and obviously Bodley in there too. So a lot of competition for places right now, which I guess is what you want to see, kind of good, healthy competition. And then moving into the US Open Cup game versus Seattle. This coming Wednesday, I know more than likely we'll be releasing this around the game, maybe before or after, we'll see. Um, but probably the biggest game so far this season maybe the, you know, we'll see about the playoffs and going into the the off the postseason um but i guess how excited are you for that game and how do you foresee it playing out i mean i'm uh, i've said it probably four times on the show already i'm a huge fan of the open cup so i'm pretty excited um i would have loved to make it the trip up it, uh but it you know, the chips did not fall that way for me this year, unfortunately. Um, but I think Seattle is a particularly interesting team to play in the MLS. Um, as I said, um, I think last week or maybe it was on one of the other shows that they take the Open Cup really seriously. They've won it quite a few times. Um, so I it's their 
like a, a you know they have a rich history so that'll be a lot of fun um i will probably be on a train watching this game on my phone so we'll see how that goes but uh yeah, I as always, I'm just a lot of. I'm really excited for the Open Cup, and as you said, it's it's just by its very nature, it's maybe one of our biggest games of the year because um, we get get a free hit at a, one of the big dogs in U.S. soccer. And I think with this one too, obviously, you know how good Seattle are. If if we go on to beat Seattle, I think the the, the question after that is how far really can we go? I think if you can beat a team like Seattle, why can't you beat anyone else in the MLS? I mean, I know obviously they've got some good teams in there some good players but i think really is how serious do those up will those teams take it um and like i said seattle are one of those teams who again may take the east open cup a bit more serious so we'll see um but i'm gonna drop i'm gonna quickly ask you for a prediction here how do you think the game's gonna go i, I wasn't uh, i didn't have this in there but uh, i'm just curious no that's fair um uh i'm gonna i'm gonna go loyal will one-to-one at the end of regular, but Loyal will not be able to hold on through extra time. Um, I think that Seattle will bring some MLS guys off the bench and two-to-one to Seattle after extra time. It'll be, it'll be a close one. I, I didn't really have a prediction here. I didn't plan for this. Um, but I, I'm going to go along. I think we may... I want to be optimistic this season. I think I've been pessimistic so far, but I'm going to go with a... I think we sneak a, a two-one win, you know, maybe come the end. But either way, I think... Both, I think both teams will score. If I'm a better man, I'm chucking on both teams to, to score this game. But I think it'll be close no matter what. I don't, I don't see us capitulating. I don't see us conceding a lot of goals. But it's going to be close no matter what. Um, but I'm looking forward to it again. It's exciting times. And if we win this game, then again, who knows how far we can go. And then moving into El Paso coming up this weekend. So far, they're sitting sixth in the Western Conference. Pretty well for them, I think. And obviously, I know they're a, they're a good team. They start off the season with three losses in a row. First one, Sacramento, 1-0. Second game, they lost to Colorado, 1-0. Then they went ahead and lost to Detroit City, 3-1, which I think is somewhat of a shock result. And then after that, they've gone on a pretty good run, minus the Open Cup. Uh, in the USL, they beat Louisville, 3-0, which was a, a very surprising game, considering that Louisville were the home team. Then drew 2-2 with Tulsa, which I know we both watched that game too before the, the Tulsa game we played against them. And then went on to lose against Union, Own, Union Omaha in the Open Cup 2-0. Then they beat Orange County 1-0 and Pittsburgh 2-0. So, again, a bit of a, a mixed bag for them so far this season. Do you think those results kind of reflect fairly on El Paso? Any kind of surprising games there, you think, for them? Um, yeah, I mean, you mentioned the Detroit City game. I, I watched a good chunk of that game, and there were some, uh, you know, it was one of those things where Detroit City scored kind of a weird goal early and then, uh, El Paso got caught out on the break while they were trying to equalize a few times. Um, but I, I just, um, yeah, they're a bit of a weird team. They're hard to, I would say hard to predict. They're a little bit feast or famine, but I also think they were a bit hard done by in some of those losses. Um, I can't speak to the open cup loss. I didn't watch that game, but, um, they play a very like, you know, high risk, high reward style. So, um, you know, it, it should be an entertaining game, I think, if nothing else. Yeah, I mean, look, looking at here, I mean, there's three three games here where they've not scored a single goal. And then they've also gone ahead and got clean cheats versus Louisville, Orange County, Pittsburgh. So, again, you never, you never know what team are Paso, how they're going to play in the game, um, which in a way could be good or bad, a very unpredictable team. And hopefully the uh, 
the kind of the the bad side of them shows up at, at Torero Stadium. Um, we'll move into how they play. Very, I think, very similar to how we played at times last year. A four four two, almost into a three five two. The the main guy to look out for. I'm not going to be able to pronounce his name right here, but I think it's Kostishin, um, Ukrainian midfielder. Um, more so an attacker, but starts on the right-hand side. We'll tuck inside, almost like the uh, the Jack Blake role from last season. We'll allow Lions to, uh, to push on from their right-back role into kind of right midfield. Um, and then Borelli at left-back, more like we'll tuck in to kind of create a back three for them. But again, like I said, they're, they're a mixed bag. They are a good team. They still have their weaknesses. But any other kind of players stand out for them that you've seen? Uh, yeah, like you mentioned, um, I think the announcers in the highlights I was watching say Kostishin, so I'm going to go with that. But um, I have no idea if that's right. Uh, but yeah, he's their big creative force, um, like you said, kind of dropping deep around that right wing to pull the strings from deep. Um, but yeah, other than the people you mentioned, I, the two guys um, for me, um, Eric Calvillo, uh, I've always had a soft spot for. Um, he played for the New York Cosmos right before the NASL folded and then played for the San Jose Earthquakes a little bit. Um, and I, you know, growing up in the Bay Area, um, I was kind of in, in keyed in on that. Um, and, then, and then Lucho Solignac um, actually just became El Paso's all-time leading scorer with his goal against uh pittsburgh this past weekend so um he is somebody to watch out for he has scored double digit goals i think three seasons in a row now um so he you know he knows how to put it in back the net yeah there was some interesting pickups in the off season too obviously um i've completely forgot how you pronounce his name but kostasin whatever um in midfield from ukraine uh pavkovic a hungarian center back as well from debrecken a very good hungarian team um, also got Yuma uh, at centre back. I know he's been there for a, a few years now, but he's a very experienced centre back for them too. Um, but I think very a very international team, a very kind of exciting team to watch at times. So it'll be interesting to see how they do on the play this year um, and how they play against us uh, this coming weekend too. But we'll move into their lineup here um, again. We've we always kind of go off how they line up last game. Uh, if you want to walk us through how we predict they're going to line up. Yeah, sure. So um, we've got uh, Benny Diaz in goal, who you may recognize, uh, actually played, I think, like 13 games or something like that for Oakland last year. Um, He's had a solid year so far. Um, Lions at right back, you'll see bombing forward, uh, getting ahead of Kostichin on the right wing, um, providing that width. Um, uh, Pavkovics, I'm sorry, doing my best. (laughs) Yuma and Borelli uh, rounding out the back line. And as you kind of said, they Borelli will kind of tuck in to form that back three. Um, and then in the midfield, uh, we have Kostishin, the Ukrainian, uh, like we said, big creative force. Um, Rose, I think, is probably the more defensive of the midfielders, but I could be mistaken about that. Um, and then uh, Calvillo in the middle uh, as well. Um, and I actually forgot to mention when I was talking about him earlier, he was on that Orange County team that won the title in 2021. Uh, was a big part of what they did. Um, and then on the left, uh, Lujo Solignac, but he gets like very far forward um, kind of when they shift into their attacking shape. Um, and then up top, we've got uh, Zacharias and Petrovic, um, both of whom are having good seasons as well so far. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they do line up if there is any changes in there. I know there are some guys on the bench that we kind of looked over their roster a little bit. So there are some players off the bench who can kind of cause trouble there. But uh, it's interesting too. I always like teams who... Again, change formation, change shape within the game. Kind of it's uh, good to watch from a tactical standpoint. Um, and again, 
I know looking at it is a four, they do defend in a four four two, but again, very much similar to most teams in the USL this year that they kind of do favour a back three when they are in possession of the ball. So interesting to see how they do kind of play. And I think the main thing really is kind of stop in Costesian, if that's the correct pronunciation there. If we can limit him on the ball, I think that's going to be key. Um, but then they do have plenty of attack and threats um, aside from him. And then possibly, um, no, definitely, this is our hardest lineup, I think, to predict for us this season so far. I think especially with the Open Cup coming up and with the rotation that we saw this past weekend, we were very, very close. I think probably one player out from predicting the starting lineup. So we're definitely getting closer, although I think this one... We've pretty spoke about for about 30 minutes beforehand who's going to start in each position. So it's not easy by any means. Um, we'll start with goalkeeper, though, first and foremost. I know we uh, we switched last weekend to uh, to Duran. Do we think Koke starts back in goal this time? Yes, we've gone Koke again. Uh, major bonus points to us for correctly predicting the Duran start. But, um, yeah, back to Koke, I think. And then back three. It's another tough one here, too. Obviously, Stoneman had his injury... We have no idea how serious that may or may not be. Again, with the USL, the uh, injury report is very limited, um, and I know San Diego are going to going to keep it to keep it to that. Um, but back three, do we think we line up exactly the same as if we played against Tampa? Yeah, I think most likely. Um, I think Simba probably plays in the Open Cup, probably. Um, so I, I think we see the same lineup. And as far as Stoneman goes, you know, like you said, we have no idea when, when he's going to be back. Um, I'm not even sure if it was an upper body or lower body injury, to be honest with you, off the top of my head. So, <laughs> um, But uh, yeah, so I, 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 I do think we see the same back three of Elijah, Kyle Adams, and Camden um, against uh, El Paso. And then into the midfield here, I, like I said, it, we've the tough thing is trying to predict the Seattle lineup and then basing that lineup off of this lineup. But I think more than likely we go with Moon and Perez as a fullbacks. Hopefully, not hopefully, but I like the the way Nate decided to go with two inverted fullbacks. So I think Bodley more than likely gets a start against Seattle midweek. And that kind of uh, frees up Perez to play uh, versus El Paso. Um, then the midfield two, very tough. I think it, we, we have to kind of go off of how they're going to play versus Seattle. Do we think versus Seattle we go to midfield two or three? And how do you think that allows us to line up for El Paso? Yeah, I think um, on the road against Seattle, we might see a midfield three, um, like a true midfield three, not with the kind of Guido role that we've spoken about before. Um, So with that in mind, um, you know, I think we'll go back to the midfield two on Saturday. Um, But like you said, it's so hard to predict. Um, but I, you know, Charlie, we think will be in there, um, just because I, I really, like I've said before, I, I really just don't think we, our offense ticks the same without him. Um, but who, who, I mean, who else you think will fill in that other role there? It's tough. And I know, I think Charlie, out of all the players so far this season, if you're going to ask me who's one guy that is, that should be a, a foregone conclusion as a start, I think Charlie's that main guy this year. Obviously, captain, I know we've got plenty of good midfielders this year, but I think Charlie's really shown his worth this season, and especially kind of dictating from the midfield. He's been great. Um, I'm going to go with Corona purely because he, he's the best out of the rest in that midfield there. Um, I'm not to say he's not been better than Charlie so far, but I think Charlie's been, been so crucial in that midfield. 
And really, Colin Martins again. He's. I think he's disappointed me so far this season. Honestly, I think I've wanted more from uh, from Colin so far, and he hasn't given me that. Um, but again, he's still a great player. We know how good he is. So we'll see. But I'm going to go Corona in the midfield, and then that moves on to the attack here. And I know Guido's out of injury, so we have no idea whether Guido's back in because he wasn't even on the bench. I don't see him playing anything against Seattle. And then I also don't think he comes straight into the team for our pass, especially out being out from injury. So the the front three, again, very tough to predict. But who do you think we go with uh, in those front three spots? Um, well, given what you've just said about uh, Guido's availability and that we've already put Perez uh, at the wingback spot, I think really it's got to be Toomey um, for that Guido role. Uh, I actually thought he played pretty well um, against Tampa. Uh, you know, he didn't get a goal or anything, but I thought he was popping up in some good, good spaces, did some good things with the ball. Um, and then as far as the other two slots, it's just, I think we'll see Thomas and Conway on Wednesday against Seattle um, because they both came off pretty early against uh, Tampa. Um, so, you know, we, we might see some further rotation up top, but I think I, I personally would like to see Thomas and Conway just until they can't go, not, you know, until one of them needs like a rest, um, I would say just keep hammering away on that partnership because if they can get taken, um, you know, that's going to be a problem for a lot of other teams. Yeah, I think that's clear to see that those, the Darmus and Conway are the kind of preferred strike partnership. And I know, I think earlier on the season, we kind of preferred Collier to Conway. Um, but after that, I think Conway's kind of shown his worth. And I think he looks like he looks like the, the, the Darmus partner. Um, and honestly, I think Conway's done better than Dharma so far this season as well. I think Dharma still needs to find his kind of shooting boots and find his way into the team. But again, I don't believe Collier can take either of those spots unless we see some kind of rotation. But I don't think he gets in that team off of kind of how he's done so far this year. And I know he came on late in the game versus Tampa. And it was kind of him and Toomey up top. We kind of settled in and sat back a little bit. Um, but I still think we need to, we, as soon as we can get Darmus and Conway playing together, get them building that partnership, the more we can do that, the better. Um, but yeah, I mean, looking at it, pretty much it's the same lineup versus Tampa, bar Duran. And uh, I know we spoke about this for about 30 minutes beforehand and we came to basically the same team. But it's, uh, again, it's good a good problem to have. I know Nate's probably having sleepless nights about trying to pick the team. Um, but uh, I'm pretty happy with that, looking at that. And we'll see, but do we get our uh, first correct predicted 11? We shall see, but I think looking at Seattle lineup will uh, give us a better taste of uh, how close we are. And then looking into the key matches for the game and kind of areas to look out for, I put in here how well can we do after three three games in seven days? Uh, El Paso didn't make it past the, um, the second round in the Open Cup, so they've got actually uh, a week off before this game, so they'll be a bit more rested. Uh, can we keep the home streak going? Can we get a fifth win in a row at home? And then can we score early and dominate the game? And again, you touched on the Detroit City game when Detroit scored early on and they're able to kind of get a better, better footing in the game. So I think an early goal always kind of calms a bit of nerves, allows you to dominate the game a little bit more later on. So I still want to see a goal before the 40th minute and I'm going to keep banging on about it every game that we don't score a goal before then. Um and then we touched on to as far as Darmus and Conway, can they build in their partnership even more? But kind of any other areas or matchups that you're kind of looking out for uh, in the El Paso game? Um, yeah, I uh, 
Well, actually, no, I, I think you kind of touched on all of it. Um, I, it's just so hard to predict the lineup. Like you said, um, it's just kind of hard to know what matchups we're going to be looking at. Um, I, I think the only thing I'd add um, is I, I just, I'm curious to see whether the inverted wingbacks was a, a symptom of a tactical th- thing Nate did against Tampa, or is that something we're going to see more going forward? Um so uh, that'll, I think that will kind of affect how the game unfolds because, uh, as we've talked about, uh, El Paso play that kind of like lopsided um, defensive or offensive shape rather. So the transition could be interesting depending who's where. Um, so other, I think you've really covered it. That's really the only other thing I'd add. Yeah, like I said, it's, it's so hard to predict either way. Um, and one of the few things here I've gotten here as far as can we keep another clean sheet? And then with... Um, this guy's name, Kostashin, can we keep him quiet and then not let him dictate play from the middle? And then about Lyons kind of pushing on, can we kind of stop him getting higher up the field to allow um, Kostashin to uh, tuck into the middle? I, I hope I've not got to say his name too many more times here. Um, <laughs> but he, he's going to be dangerous. We know that. Really keeping him quiet will be key to that game. Um, but I, I just hope for an early goal and uh, at least make sure my nerves are a bit more kind of lowered on the, on the weekend. But moving into probably my favorite part, predictions. We uh, we are yet to get one fully correct. But Dylan, I like yourself to go first here because I've got to think now. Um, but what are you predicting for the El Paso game? Uh, I don't know. I said I was going to wing it and then I spent no time thinking about it while we were doing this. So I, I'm going to go three to one loyal. Not a, like a super high confidence level in that, just again, because we don't, the lineup is just such a question mark. Um, but I, El Paso just plays such an open game um, that I feel like Nate will come into it with a good setup. And I think we might find ourselves in some space, especially if we can get an early goal. So I've gone three to one. I'll go Domus, uh, Toomey, and Nick Moon for the goal scorers for Loyal and for um El Paso, I guess I'll go Lucho Solignac. Just he's their top goal scorer, so it feels like a safe bet. Yeah, I thought we were going to say number ten then, the uh, Ukrainian guy. Well, he's their big <laughs> assist guy. He'll probably assist the goal if you want to get you know into it. But yeah, he 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 he'll probably be distributing it for sure. Yeah, I don't want to get into assists. I I mean I've got to pronounce his name one more time. I'm I don't know if I don't know if I can do it. Uh, I'm gonna go. A tuna win for Loyal. I'm going to go with a clean sheet. I, I'm yet to predict a clean sheet, I think. Um, with El Paso, they either seem to score multiple goals or they don't score at all. I'm going to go with the El Paso that doesn't score at all. And I'm going to go with two goals for Damas. He's not scored for a few games now. I think finally we see him back on the score sheet. He looked hungry again. He looked pissed to be coming off the pitch. And um, again, you want that from a striker. You want someone to be kind of greedy hungry for goals and I know again he's been a bit disappointed with that um, but I think we see uh, we see the real Damas soon and I, I really hope so and I think once him and kind of Conway get things ticking I think we'll be uh, we're, we'll be in for a good season but we just need that partnership to, to be up and running um, before I get kind of too carried away and excited for the rest of the year but before we wrap things up here anything else you want to add before we uh, finish? Yeah, just to touch on um, what you were kind of saying there about seeing the real Domus. I think I think we're close. Um, he's making some great runs, and 
you know, like asking for the ball, like through balls or balls into feet. Um, and he's not really getting them a lot. Um, and the one time actually, like the one time in the first half, he did get the ball into feet when he asked for it, uh, actually ended up being the goal. Um, you know, he, he got it turned, gave it to Perez and, you know, he scored. So I would like to see a little more uh, willingness to play the ball forward uh, for Ronaldo Damas. I think that's how we'll get the best out of him. Um, but, and then my other thing I wanted to add, just a fun fact, um, Brian Clarhart, who is now the head coach, I have no idea if I pronounced that right. The head coach of El Paso locomotive, um, was the head coach at Sunsfall last year where Joe Corona and, um, Ronaldo Damas both played. He came in in July, uh, when they were already in pretty dire straits and obviously got relegated, um, and was dismissed at the end of 2022, um, but I just thought that was a fun fact uh, you all might enjoy. And uh, he was the assistant beforehand, I think brought in to be almost interim. Um, but yeah, coach, obviously Corona, Damas and Forrest Lasso, who were congratulations, the reason why he didn't play this past weekend. Um, he actually, his partner gave birth uh, to his child. So that's the reason why Forrest Lasso um, oh, congratulations. wasn't playing against us this past weekend. Um but yeah, I think for Dharma's really, it's, I mean, the analogy I want to think of here is almost like knocking away a dam, keep knocking away, and eventually the uh, the dam will break, the water will flow through, and the water is going to be the goals, and hopefully they come thick and fast, but we shall see. But as always, will be another Locals Last Call after the El Paso game. Again, the joys of having another home game, another Locals Last Call, and then we'll be having another Bums Breakdown the following week. Four is Orange County, isn't it? Is Orange County it the is. game after? So that'll be uh, another great one to to go over. And again, we play them pretty much back to back, Orange County. Um, but that'll be kind of a, a bigger way trip. I know lots of uh, locals and lawyer fans will be going to that one. So that'll definitely be a uh, a good one to uh, to look out for. But Are you so planning to make the trip? I will. I will be making the trip. I. This will probably be my. This will be my first away game. I was meant to go to uh, one of the OC games last year, but something else came up that um, had to had to go to instead. I don't want to blame my wife too much. Um, but this will be the first. This will be the. <laughs> <laughs> this will be the first away trip for me, and I'm um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, and uh, again, to make sure we uh, be a lot loud on the OC fans at their own stadium. Yes. Um, but again, thanks for yeah. watching or listening and uh, we'll see you guys very soon.